problem that we all face, that we dream of grappling with, the problem that we grapple with, the spiritual problem that is, the Ruchnistic problem, is the question of dimensions. We hear about big tzaddikim, learn about large dimensions, we would also like to be big in our lives. I don't know, big, maybe, uh, like to be a little bit bigger. We would also like to live, people tell me that they'd like to live in a nice section, they'd like to live in suburbia with trees and flowers and grass and peace and calm bereft of fear. We'd like to live better. We'd like to live better spiritually. We'd like to be bigger people. In order to do that, we must become acquainted with certain horizons. Ofek, a horizon. Learn an Indian tonight. I'll learn the Gemaras with you. They almost speak for themselves. But they're amazing. It's an amazing ingredient in a person's life. And there were big people that the bedrock of their life was based on this ingredient. And now we'll learn the Gemara. There's a Gemara in Chagiga that Tesvavam Well, it tells the following story. Ashkechei Rabba Bar Shila Eliyahu. It was an Amira, his name was Rabba Bar Shila. He met Eliyahu Anavi in person. Nice person to meet. Seems that Rabba Bar Shila was on this madrega, on this level of being able to meet with Eliyahu Anavi personally. He met with Eliyahu Anavi. So Rabbi Bashila said to Eliyahu Anavi, What is the Rabbi Shalom doing at this moment? Eliyahu Anavi is someone who resides in another world. Not in our three-dimensional world. So Rabbi Baba Shila asked him, what is the Rabbi Shalom doing at this moment? You know what the Yohanavi is doing at this moment? He is repeating Divrei Torah. Mipumayu de Rabbonah that was articulated by the Chachomim and the Gemara. The Rabbi Sholem is sitting and he is repeating the Torah that this Tana said and the other Tana said, but mentioning each one by name. He said, this one said this piece of Torah, this one answered this question, and this one said this. The Rabbi Sholem is repeating the Torah that the Tanoim learned. And then Elio told him, Umipumei Rabmei Aloi Koma. The Rabbanish Lalem is repeating 
the Torah of all the Chachamim, with the exception of Rabbi Meir, his Torah, Rabbi Meir's Torah, he's not repeating. So Rabbi Babashir said to Elio, Am I? Why isn't the Rabbi Shalom is saying, repeating the Torah of all the Chachamim, why isn't he repeating the Torah of Rabbi Meir? Mishum de Kogoma Schmeitzer mit Pumayo de Acha. Mishum de Kogoma Schmeitzer because Rabbi Meir learned Torah from the mouth of Acha. And Acha was someone who strayed away from Yiddishkeit. Acha was once one of the Tanoim and he became a Spaka, some form of atheism, and he went away from Yiddishkeit. And Rabbi Meir, even after Acha left, the big Talmud Chochem, so Rabbi Meir would walk after him on Shabbos, and Acha would ride on his donkey. And Rabbi Meir would learn Torah from Acha. And then he would come to the, to the boundary that you're allowed to walk on Shabbos, and he would say to Rabbi Meir, you're not allowed to walk any further. Mara says that Eliyahu Amovi told, told Rabbi Baba Shila that the Rabbanu Shalom is repeating Torah of all the Tanoim with the exception of Rabbi Meir because he learned Torah from Acha. Rabbi Baba Shila immediately said to Eliyahu, why isn't he repeating for Rabbi Meir? Rabbi Meir, Rimei Motzeh Toicha Yochol Kliposei Zorak. Don't we all know that Rabbi Meir was the giant Tzaddik and Talmud Chacham, and he was the one that was be able to separate the sediment and the dross and that which was extraneous to Torah. All he took from Acha was 100% pure Torah. To criticize Rav Meir that he's learning Torah from Acha, it's no criticism, because Rav Meir was the person that could extract what had to be extracted from Acha, and, and the Gemara uses the expression Rimoin Motza, he found the pomegranate, Toichoi Ochal, he ate the, the pulp, Uklipasoi, and the shelf Zorak he threw away. So he always says to Rabbi Babashila back after this comment, Omalei Hashtoko Oma, now the Rabbanishalim is saying, Meir Bini Oimer. Soon as Rabbi Baba Shela told Eliyahu Novi that there's nothing to criticize Rabbi Meir, that Rima in Motza Toicha Yochel Klipos Zorak, that he threw away the shell and he ate the pulp, that which is edible. So Eliyahu said to him, Rabbi Baba Shela, oh, now the Rabbana Shalalim is repeating Torah for Rabbi Meir. The question is obvious. The Rabbani Shlalem didn't know that Rabbi Meir was Toicha Yochel Ukliposa Zorak. Rabbi Baba Shela was the one who revealed to the Rabbani Shlalem that, that, that Rabbi Meir separated the dross and the sediment and that which was irrelevant and that which was not Toicha. And, and cast it away and only took that which was Torah. 
And now that Rabbi Baba Shailah said this, now the criticism is dissolved and discounted, and now the Rabbi Shailah says, Meyer It's a very difficult question. The answer is a treasure. The answer is the fourth dimension. The Rishonim, 900 years ago, 1,000 years ago, asked this question, and in the Shita Mekubetzis and Barakama, they bring an answer. You have to listen to the answer. Rabbanishlelem was saying, Shmaita mipumayu the Rabbanan, the Rabbanishlelem was saying all the Torah from this Tana, the other Tana, the other Tana, the other Tana. With one exception, didn't say Torah for Rav Meir. Rishita Mekubetza says, explains, the Rotzen Elyon, it was the will of the Rabbanu Shalolam, when he excluded Rabbi Meir was waiting for someone to come and say and it very well can be that that was the whole reason why Leo Anavi appeared on that day to Rabbi Baba Shilu, the Rabbi Shalom was waiting for Shemayim and he was waiting that someone should be Malamet Tzchusam Rabbi Meir Bezeh. The Teichefen immediately, when Rabbi Baba Sheila said, this is no criticism, and immediately B'Shamayim he was exonerated, and the Rabbi Shalom said, Teichefen from, 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 from Rabbi Meir. This is, this is, again, what happened here? Rav Meir learned Torah from Machen. So, uh, how do you view it? That's not right. How can Rabbi Meir learn Torah from Machen? How how can Rabbi Meir learn Torah from Machen? It's it's a it's it's it would seem to us like a a critique, a criticism of a, a criticism of Rabbi Meir. He learned Torah from Acha. Acha, Acha, Acha failed. Acha, Acha was away, was as you say, out of the fold. So the Rebbe didn't, the Rebbe didn't mention Rabbi Meir's name. So why do we explain that that came along Rabbi Baba Sheila and he said it's no criticism of Acha. Acha was Toicha Yochel so the, the Rishonim explained the Gemara that the whole mission, it seems that the whole mission of Elio was, this was his saying in essence is, the Rabbani Shalom was waiting for someone to say, it was obvious, people knew about, people knew about Rabbi Meir. People spoke about Rabbi Meir. It was common knowledge. The Rabbani Shalom was waiting for someone to say, no. The Rabbani Shalom was waiting for someone to say something kind. The Rabbani Shalom was waiting for somebody to view this situation in lighter colors. 
The Rabbanu Shalom was waiting for someone to be Malamit Tzchus and say, it's no critique of Rabbi Meir that he learned by Yachar. It was his Rabbi, he learned by him before he got into trouble, and he continued to learn by him, and Rabbi Meir is responsible, and there's nothing to get excited about, and there's nothing to get hysterical about. Rabbi Meir is competent. What should be learned, he learns, and, what's, and what is, is, is not kosher, he rejects. And Rabbi Shalom waited for this. Waited for this. What does this mean? Waited for this. What does this mean? I mean? You have to understand what the Shita Mukhabat is 900, 1,000 years old that the people that wrote there. You see, we, we, we view the world, we have, we have a one-way view of the relationship of the Rebbe Shalom and the world. We are constantly waiting for the Rebbe Shalom and, and asking, help us, save us, give us, improve, deliver us, free us, we need this, we need that. We're constantly waiting for Hashpoth and Hashemar. We're constantly waiting that the Rebbe should shower down upon us this, this issue and that issue, and we need this, we need the other thing. But there's an aspect, an aspect of the relationship between Klal Yisrael and the Rebbe that we're totally unaware of. That what he gives us and how the Rebbe relates to the world depends upon us and upon our decisions and that we affect this. That we, that we influence the Rebbeinu Shalom, so to speak. This we're unaware of. That we influence the Rebbeinu Shalom, that we, that our, our masim and our Bechirit has a hashpoor b'shemayim, this we're unaware of. Mineshamayim, Rab Meir learned by That's not a clear cut situation. If, if it would happen today by somebody, there would be a lot of people that would make a demonstration. What do you mean you're learning by What do you mean a man of your stature like Rab Meir, Sadiq Kodesh? How can you associate with such a person? You have to shoot him, kill him, and throw him out. Nobody should talk to him. We would all look like that. It's a view. It's an attitude. It's a shkofa. Can be corroborated. Can be validated. And perhaps can be maintained. And many people maintain it. Habibah didn't lose himself. Habibah said, And look, you have to remember the Gemara. This was the reality by Shemayim. We don't know what it means when the Rebbein Shalom says over the Torah of this time and the other time. The Rebbein Shalom is not just repeating what it says in the Gemara that he's saying over the Torah of this time and the other time. Something is happening to the Neshama. We know that it's a Gan Eden. We know that it's a Schar Abba. Something is happening when the Rebbein Shalom says over that Rabbi Akiva said so and so. Something happens to Rabbi Akiva. A Schar is given to Rabbi Akiva. Something transpires with Rabbi Akiva. We don't know what it is. 
It's not just the Rabbani Shalom is saying over the Torah. Here the Rabbani Shalom is saying over the Torah of all the Tanoim. And the Rameir is not saying. Why is he not saying? So he always says he's not saying because uh, after all, there are people who's going to demonstrate and say he did something wrong. This attitude of saying he did something wrong and not seeing the, the inside, not seeing the, the internal makeup of what transpired between Rab Meir and Acher, that caused that Rab Meir could not receive his reward. He couldn't, Rab Meir who was, who knows, maybe he was bigger than all of them. Who knows how big he was, what was waiting for him and coming to him, rightfully, he couldn't get it. Well, Rabbi Babashila said, no, that's not the situation. That's not the truth of the situation. The truth of the situation is that Rabbi Meir had no contact with, with Acher. That Rabbi Meir's Torah is crystal, crystal clear, refined, pure, it's 100% pure Torah. The Rabbi Shalom said, Meir b'niyoyma. So who released, who gave, who gave? Who gave Rav Meir his Ganeiden? Rabbi Babashela by seeing the situation. The Gemara says this. The Gemara says this in, 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 in conjunction with the concept of Heri Donas Kolodom Kapschus. There is, there is, in Avoides Hashem, in a person's relationship to the Rebbeinu in a person's relationship to Torah, and a person who is serious about Yiddishkeit, about what is Yiddishkeit, a person who, who wants to come in contact with the finest strains of Yiddishkeit, what is Yiddishkeit? What is it all about? You know what it's about? You know what kind of attitude a an emissary, a real, a real over Hashem, you know what kind of attitude he has to have? Listen to a Gemara. We'll go from there to a Gemara in Shabbos. There's a Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kuf Chof Zayin. You have to have patience, it's an interesting story. Listen. Tona Rabbana. Hadon eschaveiroi lekavzrus danen oisoi lezchus. Person judges his chava, his friend, the judges him kindly, positively. He looks at him always with a positive attitude and always tries to find in all situations positive ingredients of his friends. So the Gemara says, So, Menashemayim, that's the way the Rabbanisham looks at you positively. Mara tells a story, three stories, you've got to listen to three stories. There was a man who lived in the Galil, in the northern part of the Israel, and he needed employment, so he went down from the Galil Ha'elyon, and Niskar Eitzel Balabayis Echad Bedorim, he traveled and sought for a job, and he went from the Golol Elyon all the way down south to Beersheba, all the way down there, and finally he landed a job far away from home. Gimel Shon, 
He hired himself out to work for someone for three years. To away from home for three years. Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, the last, wanted to go home for Sukkot. Omar Loi, so the worker said to the Balabayas, to the, to the men who hired him, Tanli Schori, give me my three years' wages, I want to go home. I worked for you three years faithfully, give me my wages, I want to go home. The Eilach, and I'll go home with my money. The Eizoinus Ishti, and I'll support my wife, Ubonai, and my children. Okay, I worked three years, give me my money. Amalai Eli Mois. The Balabos said, I don't have any money. The worker doesn't say anything. Amalai, Tenley Paris, okay, you don't have money. Give me wheat, give me fruit, I'll take a wagon load or two wagons load, and I'll sell it on the way, and I'll have my money. Amalai Eli, says, I don't have any produce to give you. He says, Tenley Karka, then give me a piece of land, I'll go out and I'll sell the piece of land, and I'll have my money. I don't have any cock, I have no land to give you, no real estate. He says, tell me, behave, give me some cattle. I don't have any cattle. Tell me, give me something from in the house, give me a piece of furniture, give me a pillow, give me a quilt, give me something, I'll go out, I'll sell it, I'll pawn it, I'll lock it, I'll get my money together. A reasonable person. Angley. Three years of work, he knew, he knew the owner. He doesn't say anything. What does he do? If he takes his little belongings in a sack and throws it over his shoulder. And he leaves the Balabas after three years of work. The Pachay Nefesh. Broken hearted, he goes away. If the Sukkot, the Balabais, took the three years' salary in his hand, the Imoy Masa Gimel Chamoirim, and he took with him three donkeys laden, Echod Shal Michael, one was carrying food, the Echod Shal Mishnah, one was carrying wines, the Echod Shal Mineh Megodim, and one was carrying all kind of sweetbreads, and he headed to the north, Oholachloy Lebesim went to the north, to the Galil, and he came to the house of this worker. He sees the Malapos is here. He invited him in to eat. Nostal story says, here's the three years wages that I owed you. And here he gives him this gift. Omar Loy, then the Malapos says to the worker, when you said to me, pay me my wages, and I said to you, I don't have any money. Of what did you suspect me? What did you think of that? Omar says, you know what I thought? I know you. You're a pretty normal, nice person. When you told me you don't have money, I thought, Shema, Prakmat, your bezum is I thought you were a businessman. You had a certain amount of cash. And a deal came up. And you took all your cash and you invested it in a deal. So when you told me you don't have cash, okay, I thought it was to me a reasonable thing. You don't have cash. So then he asked him again. The boss asked him, And when you said to me, give me cattle, 
And I said, I don't have any capital. What did you suspect me of what? I said, Shannon Muscaris be other I said, maybe you rented out your flock of cattle to do work by another person that contracted out. And at this moment, you don't have any cattle. He says, And when you asked me for a piece of land, what did you think? Of what did you suspect me when I told you I don't have any land? You knew that I have land. I thought maybe you hired it out, you contracted it out to other people to farm the land. Maybe it's not in your possession now. You don't have access to it. And he says, when I said, when you said, give me Paris, when I said I don't have produce to give, you knew that I raised crops. You knew that I had crops. So what did you think of me when I told you that, that I have no, no produce to give you? I thought maybe there's questions of trumas and Israel, and Israel, there's involved questions, and you couldn't give me traps, traps, uh, crops which don't have tr- the, the truma and the Mysus are taking off. And when, I, and when you said, give me caravacastas, when you asked me for furniture, for, for quilts and for pillows that you could sell, and I said, I don't have. You know I have a house full of furniture, beautiful furniture in my house. I'm not a poor man. You know I have worth, things that are worth a lot of money. What, how did you accept? What did you think when I told you I don't have anything in my house? He says, I thought, He says, I know you're from a heat. I thought maybe for some reason you gave away all your property to the base of Middish. Oh, my way. The boss. The man, the master, told him, He had a son, Hulkinus, the famous Hulkinus, who ran away from home and went to learn. His father didn't want him to learn. At that time, he wasn't learning Torah. He wanted his chus that his son should learn Torah. So he went. His son wasn't learning. What do you do if your son doesn't learn? So he, he was looking for Rach Mishamayim. So he went and he gave away all the properties in his house. He gave it away for Zdoka, for the Beisam Mikdash. So he didn't have what to give the work. He says, He says, where do I get to pay you now? He says, I made a nada, and it was an excessive nada. I went to Bezden. They abrogate the rescinded the nether and I have my properties back. But after you, since you thought kindly of me, just like you judged me, and I did all these things to you. And everything you said was true. You could have been angry. What do you mean you don't have cash? What do you mean you don't have cattle? What do you mean you don't have land? We could have become mortal enemies. I worked for you for three years. But you looked at me in such a good light. The Rabbi Shalom should judge you, and he gave him the gift. One mice. We must go through two more mice. A Jewish girl was captured. She was kidnapped. She was held in captivity by Goyim. Things which, such a, an occurrence which happened very frequently in those days in the Europe. So there was a chosset. He went and he ransomed the girl. And I told me that. Took 
girl was by Goyim in, in, in Goyish territory. They had to travel. There were no planes. There were no trains. They went by donkey. Hey, they ransomed them. He took the girl with him. He was traveling slowly back through that, that state where the Goyim were. They had to stop by a motel, a malona, an inn. He went to sleep. He shkiva tachas meragloisa. He, 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 he took a room, and the girl slept by his feet. The mocha, he got up in the morning, yorat, he went down, a ladder, toval, he went to a mikveh, he, he went to a river, he was toiling himself. Vishonala talmidav, and in the morning he had some talmidim with him, he right away said a shiit. He said to the talmidim, I want to ask you something. When I took the girl to my room and I made her sleep on my feet, what did you suspect me of? The Talmudian says, We said, He says, We're a group of Talmudian. We said, Maybe the Rosh Hashiva doesn't trust. Maybe he's afraid to, to leave the girl here. He doesn't know who these other Talmudian are. He wants to protect her. We said, So therefore he kept them near. When I went and I was titled in the morning in the what, what did you suspect me of? He said, I answered, we thought that you were coming. He went in the Nikvah. He swore, exactly what you said, that was the story. And he told them the second story, just as, Kishem Shedantani Lekapschus, Kachamokim Yodoneschem Lekapschus. So the Rabbi Shalom should judge you. Third story. Tonara Bomer. Pamachas. Hutzrechtoverechel a Talmidim etzel matronisa. Rashiva needed something by a matronisa. Matronisa was a courtesan. A woman. She called Gedoyle Roymi Mitsuyan Etzla. That she used to have contact with the Gedoyle Roymi with the big offices in Rome. They all came to her. Amru said, Rashi said, Mi Yelech. They said, Who's going to go talk to her? It's not a simple thing for Rashi to go talk to her. They said, Who, Who's going to go talk to her? They need it from her protection with the Roman government. Amalem Rabbi Yeshua Niyelech. Rabbi Yeshua says, I'll go and talk to her. Cholak Rabbi Yeshua, the Talmidov. So Rabbi Yeshua and his Talmidim went to the home. This Roman, where this Roman woman lived, Kiven Shigiel Pesach Beisa, Cholatz Tfilm. Rabbi Shu used to wear film all day. He was a tzaddik. As soon as he came to the door of the house, he took off his film. Gave an impression like he doesn't want to make an impression of being too frum. Took off his film, wrapped them up, and gave them to a talmud. Nichnas, he went into the house. He's going into the house of such a person, so you would suspect that he leaves the door open. No, he goes in and closes the door behind him. The Noradelis. Achashiyotza, after he went out, immediately he went to the river and was toiling himself. And he said a shit to his Talmudim, he went out, and when he took the Talmudim and he sat down, he said over Torah. He said to them, Mamalem Bishah, Shechalatzti Tfilm, Bamechesh Hadatun. He says, When you saw me take off my film, what did you think? Omanu Kesava Rebbe, Al Yikonsu Devrei Kedusha, Bamakim Tumah. He says, when we saw you take off the film, we understood right away, you don't want to take film to such a person's house. You don't want to take the uh, Halakit film, Kedusha film, you don't want to take them into a house of such a person. 
Shoshim Alti, when you saw me close the door where I should have not closed the door, you saw me close the door, what do you suspect me of? Omru He says, we understood that you have, it's government matters. We understood that you're not going to just to socialize. It's government matters. It's top secret. And you have to use tremendous discretion. You need a favor from the Romans. So you close the door. No one should come in and listen. When I came out and I ran to Mikveh right away, he said, since you have to carry on a, con- a conversation, maybe some liquid from my mouth fell on your clothing. The Rebbe was such a tzaddik that from such a person, anything touched his clothing, he, he, he looked at himself as his tongue and he ran to the liquid and, and he was told he says, exactly that's what, exactly as you looked at it, that's the way it was. Just as you judged me, so the Rabbanshal should judge you. These are three stories, they're very interesting stories. They're very, it's a Gemara in Shabbos, the Gemara is a Shabbos, that could have Zion. You have to see it inside. The Gemara is not a fairy tale book. The Gemara is not a piece of literature. We ask questions. What's the matter with the world? What's the matter with society? What's the matter with our lives? What's the matter with our relationships? You know, people say to me, I don't have friends. A person, I mean, if you would know how many people come and tell me, Oh, people are not friendly, people are this, people are not friendly. I said, no, look, everybody's friendly to me. I don't know. You know, and, and, and I, believe me, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I try to be everybody's friend, everybody's friendly. And I know a lot of people that have that. And the people come and, and, and the people that tell me they don't have friends. I tell you, like I see these tape recorders, I see. They are not, don't look up, they cannot look at them. They are not look. the attitude in their eyes, the gaze in their eyes. Is not right and not looking at people right. Let's be honest that we would see a Rosh Hashiva go into the house of a Cortesian, a Roman Cortesian, and take off his capote and put his pace under his under his yamuke. Oh but the Gemara is Talmudim, come out and run in the mikveh. Each story, the morale explains that each story is more unbelievable than the previous one. It's harder to believe than the previous one. So you think it's only in the Gemara, huh? You think it's only in the Gemara? There were G'dayla Yisrael in our contemporary G'dayla that struggled with every fiber of their body to look at people this way. You have to understand what is in our head, what is in our gaze, what is in our... How do we look at a person? I hear things day in and day out. Oh, that person did this and this and this. I said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The person doesn't even dream of what you're dreaming. But these are the facts. They did this and this. I said, that's the way you read the facts. You don't understand what that person is. That person in doesn't dream, doesn't even dream that he's doing this in this deal. Men and wives, 
friends, teacher or student. Teacher or student. This union of, of being dull, it's not only we want to better the world, we have to come back. You know, this whole discussion when they, at the end of these three stories, he told them, just as you judged me, this doesn't mean just, it means that it's coming down, this is the way they look at you now. It goes back to that original story with Eliyahu, we, we have a say, and we have a power in Shemaim. We cannot say that everything that's happening in the world, it's not our fault, what can we do, what do we do? I don't want the Khalil, I don't want to criticize, I don't want to be the Katra. But we walk around, you should excuse me, and including myself on first time, we strut around on the stage of the world. We strut around. What do we know? Somebody looks at us in the room, what, oh, I'll get him. I see it, I hear it. If you would know the tragedies and the heartache anguish and pain that comes just from not looking right. I spoke to a young man today, I just remind myself. So he, he used to do something, and we were talking today about something. He says, well, I don't do that anymore since our conversation a number of years ago. So I say to him, what, what, what do you mean since which conversation? He was doing something good. He says, well, in that conversation, uh, you uh, looked down at what, I, uh, at what I was doing. I looked look down at what you were doing. What you're doing is a blessing. It's a blessing. He says, well, you said this and this. Less than, thin, less than tissue paper. A fellow is struggling in learning. And it's my pride and joy that he's being successful. He thought I said something which affected the direction, the course of his learning, because it wasn't done in the capsules. It had an afghamina, it, 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 it had a bearing on the actual reality of his development. Yeah, we are we are a community of people. Do you know the difference that it would make if we could go to sleep tonight and, and take a pill of kapschus in our mouth and wake up tomorrow morning and look at the world just for kapschus? <laughs> what would the community look like? What, what would the whole community look like? What would our relationship with people look like? With, with wherever we stand and wherever we go? Kapschus doesn't mean to wear rose-colored glasses. Please. There's a vast difference between, you know, oh, you know, everything is nice, oh, yeah, everybody is, that's terrible. That's, that's terrible. That's, that has no meaning. A person that goes around saying, oh, you're nice, you're so sweet, you're so nice, you're, everybody's nice and everybody's good and everything is nice. You know, you read about this in literature and all over, and, you know, uh, wherever you go, you, you know, everybody's nice. Those people cannot have deep relationships. They could just say everybody's nice. But in depth, with understanding, with opinions, to want to understand the other person's predicament, the other person's position, the composition of the other person's position, and to look at it with a little light. 
We don't want to do it. We don't want to. Harchef Picho. We were learning last week. Harchef Picho. The slightest little thing. I, I, I deal with people that are the most noble, finest examples of people that you want to meet. The minute it comes, it's like the princess that slept on those mattresses underneath was a bee. The minute, the minute it comes to the slightest little thing. Oh, the other person, you can do this for me. Wow, finished! What do you want from the other person? I did so much for them, they don't do anything for me. True, might be 100% true. Dalekatschus doesn't mean to fool yourself. That's chasvisholem. Heavens forbid. Try and understand the makeup of the other person. Don't, don't surface. If I would tell you they were hidden, they were hidden that killed us as Rakok Zechat Sabin the Kodesh Levocha. Who didn't hear of Rakok? Rakok. Rakok's whole being, his whole being was seeing the positive aspect in something. And it wasn't just because. Because this I just alluded to, I just touched, this is the tip of a huge, huge iceberg. The Rabbanishlam didn't say Torah for Rabmeyer, he was waiting for somebody. Rabmeyer couldn't get a hashpah of Torah, he couldn't get good. Rabmeyer, one of the satellites, a sun, a moon, a stars, Rabmeyer was sitting and waiting. He was waiting for someone downstairs to say the truth of the situation. The schus of the situation. There are parents that the children make a move, he's guilty. Whatever the kid does, he's doing something wrong. He's guilty! And you can make a kid crazy that way. I saw kids, I mean, the best parents, you know, with nerves. The kid makes a move. No, something's wrong, something's wrong. I'm telling you, I know people. Unfortunately, fine people, I'm talking to you, I, I'm fine, fine people that in their lives they have a list of people, one, ten, twenty people, that it's a recurring record and they're like this one, did this to me, that one, did that to me, that one, not men, women, that one, the other thing, I cannot forgive him. I spoke to a young man. I said to him, he brought up something that happened two years ago. I said to him, Rabbi He had a relationship with another friend of his two years ago, the other son. It's two years. So first of all, you are wrong. It's not the way you interpret it. What happened? And even if you're right, you didn't understand the circumstances. It's two years. And again and again and again and again. Every time the topic comes up, again and again and again and again. That's, that's how narrow we are. These stories in the Gemara are amazing. These stories in the Gemara are amazing. The Gemara is trying to do this. The whole point in the Gemara is to put in front of us a picture dimension. This is what a Jew is supposed to look like. As always, that toy side. A big Jew, this is what a big Jew looks like. A big 